You're listening to Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technologically advanced silhouette decoy on the market. First Light, the best hunting gear on the planet. Go farther, stay longer. And Ducklander Calls, tradition, education, and quality. Built to hunt. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Union 0430, episode 171. And I got to apologize right off the bat because I know um, there wasn't an episode this week. um, And I know the millions of fans are just screaming and and you're losing your mind because you didn't get to listen to my angelic voice um, after the Christmas break. So, um, but we're coming back stronger and better because we've got Chris Tordokas. Did I get it right? You got it right. Yeah, I did it. Um, so we got Chris coming on with us. And, and this has been a long time coming because um, this should have happened easily a year ago. Um, and yeah, it's just been it's just been a nightmare trying to get um, Chris on and, and my schedule and Chris's schedule and the, and the whole bit. But um, but we got to thank the common friend, which is Greg Taylor for introducing us and, and Greg's done some great work for you, Chris. And, uh, and he's the one that introduced us. So shout out to Greg Taylor out in BC. Um, thanks so much for the introduction. Um, Philly is with us. Mark is Mark had something pop up last minute. Um, right before we were going on Mark city, couldn't, couldn't attend. So, um, you just got Philly and I tonight with Chris. So, if you're watching, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're listening on podcasts, please like, subscribe, all that good stuff, please. It really means a lot to me and to Phil and, and the rest of the boys for the show that uh, that you show your support. So I'm, I'm begging you, please like and subscribe and, and tell all your friends about it. Okay, all that bullshit set it away. Now we can get into the show. So Chris, buddy, um, I got to tell you, so broken beat custom calls and i know i know that's it's a big thing with you um and we're going to get into it but this fucking veterans hunt that you do and and i'm not taking anything away from your call company buddy but i really got to dive into this veterans hunt because obviously it it means a lot to me being a veteran myself um this is a very very well-oiled machine that you guys have down there so first off i gotta say this and i'm sorry i'm cutting you off but the horicon horicon is that how i say it horicon yeah. marsh the horicon marsh the largest freshwater cattail marsh in the united states and you guys do a veteran hunt there it's been going on for 15 years you've been a part of it for the past 10 um and over a thousand veterans have have taken part in this camp in unbelievable insane and just looking at the the website i'm going to bring up the website do a share screen here while you talk but um how did you get in how did you get involved with this so i i met uh the late ryan voy which he was the vice president of the event when i first started Okay. And or when I first found out about it, and he told me to come down to the boathouses to see what it was all about. And I went down there at the time they just did hunts on the Horicon Marsh. Yep. And um, just water hunts. And there was probably, I'm guessing, 20 ish, 20 to 30 ish veterans at the event. And I didn't know what it was all about. I just went down there for a good time. And then after I was there and got to talk to the veterans and just had a great time. I asked how I could get involved. And from there I started field guiding cause I'm a, I do field hunts. Um, yep. and then we started doing the field hunting thing and it got bigger and bigger. And now we have 85 vets come every year. We fill up, we, I open registration up in March at some point and on a Friday night at midnight and we last year filled up in two minutes. So, <laughs> and, yeah. and that's 85. 
Wow. Dude. 85 in, 20 on a wait list was full in two minutes. And people are having drinking parties waiting for this. I'm getting messages and whatever. It's sort of fun to watch, but it's sad that you can only allow so many people because you wanted to make it quality. So. No, and so obviously, and and I'm I'm preaching to the choir by saying it to you and Phil. You know this as well, um, being a first responder yourself. Um, but for the people that you know that are listening that aren't veterans or or don't know veterans and don't know how how things all work out for them and stuff, um, this is something that is is definitely needed, right? Like, and, and the, the reason why I say it's needed is because for the simple thing that you just said, like people are, are throwing parties waiting to, to register for this. Like the veterans need it, right? Because it gets them, it gets them editor house, it gets them outdoors, it gets them interacting with people again. Now I'm sure not everybody is, is hurting and, and the whole bit, but I'm sure there's some fellas that guys or girls that need uh, that little push to get back out in the nature and, and being around people. So um, I'm just like these numbers. Yeah, I'm just, that's, looking I mean, at it's totally, it's totally not about the hunt. You know, it, it's weird because it's a veterans hunt, but it's right. about getting them outdoors, meeting common folks, making, new connections with new people, you know, and it gives them an outlet to, you know, discuss anything or just have a good time. I mean, you know how hunting is. It's most of the time you don't get anything or very few, but it's, it's joking around and shooting the breeze with your buddies. And when they're in, when they're hunting with me, it's, it ain't about the birds. It's, it's all, let's, let's have fun. You know? Yeah. And, and with we let them set the decoys. We want them to get the full experience because a lot of these veterans aren't, say, avid waterfall hunters. Right. Some of them never hunted before. Oh, and wow. they just come because people told them, they tell them about the event, you know, and it's like they come and they just want to experience it. And once once they're there, they, they have a good time and are usually wanting to get back the following year. It's not always guaranteed, of course. But. Right. Um, and with, you know, duck hunting, goose hunting, uh, and we've talked about it on this show many, many times. Um, it is probably one of the more social hunts that you can do, right? Like you, you can chat, you can move around for the most part, you know, have a smoke, uh, have a laugh, um, you know, play grabby ass like, like you normally do <laughs> at, at anything, right? Like you're hanging around with a bunch of dudes and there's always some sort of hijinks going on. Right. But, and, and yeah, it is, it, it is a social hunt. Um, and, and like you said, the birds are, the birds are secondary, right? Like the, the whole point is to get people out interacting and talking to people. So, buddy, it's impressive. Like I, like I just had that shared screen up there, like the numbers, yeah. 38 dogs, 50 volunteer, 50 guides or 35 guides, 50 volunteers. Like it's 38 wet dude. dogs. 38 wet dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have, it all starts on Friday night. Well, I mean, it, it's supposed to start Friday night, but now people are having so much fun. They end up meeting some friends, you know, that they've, since they've, you know, some of them come have get lucky and get in every year or get in every other year or something. And when they do get in, they set up because they've met people that are local in our area and they come a couple days earlier and it seems like it starts earlier and earlier, you know, they're, <laughs> they're hooking up for extra hunts with friends, you know, and it's a, um, like I, I have a good a good friend of mine that's that he's actually from Texas and he's he has a house up here by by well yeah. it's down here for you guys um yeah. but uh they they have own a house in this area for hunting and he lets me he's a veteran and he yeah. lets me use his house for the veterans hunt to host wow. some veterans in his house so then I I end up uh this year I picked the people that had to travel the farthest to get to our event so yeah. they had less money trying, you know, if they wanted to get a hotel or whatever right. they wanted to do, they had a place to stay. Um, but they come and then I usually will go out for supper with them on Thursday night already, you know, and then Friday, I usually take a group out hunting just because I'm off anyway and we go. But OK, um, I got I do have to add in here for anybody that's wondering, like this is all happening in the great state of Wisconsin, right? So correct. Um, so do you get a lot of at a state veterans coming or, or are you mostly sticking to the Wisconsin? 
No, we're we're all over. I mean, like this year we had people from New York or a, a veteran from New York, one from Alaska, um, oh, wow. Texas, Florida. Oh wow! Um, and then you know Illinois. And, you know, as we get closer to Wisconsin, right. there's more, of course. But of course, um, yeah. I mean, that's that's what the call making thing, and we don't need to get into that right now. But the call making thing connected me with the guy from Alaska, and he was a veteran. He's a Purple Heart recipient, and he, oh, wow. he came to our event, right? You know. That's my, just my big question way. is where, where in Wisconsin are you located? Please don't say Appleton. <laughs> no, I'm an hour south of Appleton. It's like, it's, it's funny. Cause there's a couple of YouTube, other YouTube channels that I follow. And it's like, everyone's from Appleton, Wisconsin. <laughs> oh you know, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah. I'm uh, from Mayville, Wisconsin, which is a small little, you know, 6,000 person town. Um, Right. I mean, I, the Horkon Marsh is three minutes from my house. Um, but the, that's the thing about Horkon in general, the Horkon marshes, you don't realize, I mean, it's, it's a huge marsh and I live here every day that it, it's sort of common nature for me. Just, you just take it for granted. But then when these veterans are coming, like the guy from Alaska, you think of the views that he has every day and he's like, this is just amazing. You know, wow. and it's a, that you take, it takes you back a little bit. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Um, you just sort of kind of touched on a, on a real cool thing because, again, um, I don't want to sound like I'm repeating myself, but we always talk about on this show how um, this waterfowling community is such a small community, right? And and you just touched on, you know, you have your own company, your, your Broke Beak Custom Calls, um, and that linked you with with the veteran and then the whole you know then he comes to the to the hunt uh comes to the veterans hunt with you and everything like that so you know i i want to get back i want to get into talking about your call company but i also want to get a little bit more of your history because you know when you and i were talking and you had sent me you know some information about yourself and your history and stuff like you've been you've been chasing birds like I've been chasing birds for a long time, but you got me beat because you've been chasing them since you've been four years old, man. Like, yep. and the same area, right? Yeah. So we, we own a family farm like that borders up to the Horkon Marsh. And okay. I, my, my grandparents are a farming, farming family and they have man-made ponds on their property and they've, they're just, they're awesome wood duck shoots. They're awesome to take kids out to. It takes you, it's a 300 yard walk from the truck. Um, and it, you know, it's like, so I take my kids. I mean, if you follow, you follow me on yeah. Facebook, you'll yeah. see pictures of my kids. And, and that to me is what the family farm is about. I don't take many friends out to the right. farm. It's me, my dad, my cousin. Um, and then some nights the kids will come with me and, you know, just, it's a wood yeah. duck shoot and it's, yeah. it's just fun. No, so. but it's a special place, right? And, and yeah, it, keep it special, buddy. Yeah, you know, you, the, the last thing you need is is something, um, you know, a, spa, a a place that's special, and then and then you know it it becomes not so special because now you've got so many fellas. Phil's got a Phil's got a little duck hole in a field um, that I've never been to. I've been to the field, but I've never been to you've the been duck hole. You've been close to it. I've been close to it, but you know, like that's he says, he hole. likes you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, right. But this is a this is a place that Phil and his dad goes with his son. You know what I mean? Like you got to You've got to keep those places special be, because yep. they are special for a reason, right? Exactly. It's a. I, I think of like when you're. I've been hunting with my dad's forever. I mean, we still hunt together, and um, I mean, but he's more of a bull hunter. My brother and my dad are bull hunters at heart. My cousin as okay. well, but they'll go the first few weeks with me because that's what they like to do right you know and the bull, yeah. bull hunting isn't good yet so it gets them out doing something and it, it sometimes it's not even much of a hunt i mean you, it's usually good shooting but it's it's not say you don't have to set decoys you don't have to it's it's wood ducks right you know right. so yeah they come in this half it's a horseshoe pond with popple trees all the way around it and you and it it is when it's good, it's good. When it's bad, right. you know, it's good for maybe a week and that's about it. Right. Yeah. But you get a couple that's what it is about. And then, then I usually start hunting with friends after that. No, it's awesome, buddy. It is. And, and 
I guess, you know, for anybody that's listening and, and they say things, and, and I know this because I hear people saying, they're like, oh man, you're so lucky, so lucky that you're growing up in an area like this and you're surrounded, like your family are hunters and, and you've got a spot that's a 300, 300 yard walk from the truck and you get to take your kids and, and, and the whole bit. And listen, I get it. And I understand when people say that you're so lucky. Um, but those areas, those areas are, are everywhere in Canada and the U S right. But the, the trick is, is that you just, you just got to get out and you got to go find them. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you may not be lucky enough to have a family farm, but the, the area is, is, is around. You just, you just got to put in some work and, and try and find that, you know, uh, talking mm-hmm. to Phil, uh, you know, was talking to Phil today and, uh, we sit down, we're having a coffee and we're chatting and stuff. And then I'm like, okay, what are you doing the rest of the day? Well, you know, our season, what have we got Phil? like three days left of our season? Um, two, two Friday and Saturday. It depends where you are. It's either Saturday yeah. or something. Um, so, you know, and, and that's what he's doing, finishing up and, and it's, I don't know, like minus 16 here Celsius. So I don't know what that is. That's, that's probably like minus or that's probably 30 degrees, maybe Fahrenheit, something like that. Um, so like we're coming to the end, end of our season. And, We've been done and... for a month already. So really, I mean, well, our, our duck season was done December 6th or 7th, whatever right. day it was somewhere around. Um, I mean, our goose season, I think, I don't know, it just finished up just recently, but um, I'm not much of a, I'll, I'll shoot geese. I, I, I like shooting them. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I'm about ducks. That's what I'm about. So yeah, I'm um, with you on that, buddy. This year, just the whole hunting here was not good. I, I can blame it on a lot of things, but it's, uh, it wasn't uh, a great, it was probably the worst one that I've ever experienced yeah. yeah well that and that seems to be a common theme man like I, i'm hearing it i'm hearing it a lot like and and i'll say it for my area like i didn't see a lot of ducks around this year i said lots of geese um i didn't see a lot of ducks but then i talked to other fellas and they're like man we're we're in the ducks we see lots of ducks so i guess it all depends on where you are but if, if you're scrolling through social media and stuff and phil we've talked about this that it seems more and more and and someone can can call bullshit on this that i'm saying but i honestly think that the weather is really really affecting the birds and migration and and stuff like the last two seasons i think we we missed the migration i think they just passed right over us and just continued on south and then this year I don't know. I even now I still don't see a ton of ducks around. There's divers, but I don't see a lot of puddle ducks around. I don't know. What about you, Phil? Like, what are you like? Have you noticed a big difference in in your area? Well, I don't see duck numbers to begin with, right. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, like I'm all all geese, and in fairness, like numbers wise, I really haven't seen much of a difference. Like in the areas that I hunt, like you know. There's, there's some, sometimes, you know, they fly up this side of the road right? or they fly up that side of the road. And they, they usually fly up the side of the road that I'm not on when I go hunting. <laughs> yeah. Go figure, right? right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like there's certain days where like, you know, but, but you, like you're, you're beating them away with a stick. Yeah. Like that's just, this is how they're doing it. And there's other days like you're like, you're hooked up to the oxygen tank running yeah. calls, trying to traffic birds. Like, but like numbers wise, like, Again, geese, it's never been an issue, just for whatever reason. Now, mind you, I don't do a whole lot of scouting around Lake Scugog. Right. I just haven't. Like, I got yeah. my fields and just whatever I'm happy with what I got. I'd much rather go shoot small water, public water. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, duck numbers, I can't really attest. Like, I, I find certain areas that I hunt, you'll see some more ducks. Yeah. Than other areas, like you know, some fields, hey, you might, might pop a couple here and there throughout the season, but like you're not seeing wads, right? Like I'm not going out doing a field shoot, and oh yeah, like you know, yeah, we saw five, six, eight hundred mallards today. Like it just it doesn't happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just sheer sheer geographics where I am, which I'm, which is quite shocking, honestly, to me, being like right kind of like in the funnel of the Corthas and yeah, I just it is what it is. Chris, 
so you would be what the Mississippi Flyway? Correct. Yeah. So yeah, so like it. Yeah, go for it, buddy. Sorry. It it's just weird because this it seems like the last three years have gotten progressively worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. But and I don't. I, don't, I mean, and it, it was like a big step down three years ago, and then it just seems like it just keeps trickling worse. And I, I mean, I've seen like. They, I've seen some things online where they're showing like snow cover the last few years. And I mean, I, I do believe that had a lot, has a lot to do with it. We're not, you guys aren't freezing yep. up. And so we aren't freezing up. And so people bur- below us aren't getting birds either, you yeah. know? And it's, yeah. a, I mean, don't get me wrong. I know there's different migrations throughout the season. So you'll see smaller groups throughout the season. You get a windy day or whatever, you get different birds. Right. But yeah, the pure numbers is, like when you're a field hunter, I mean, it sounds like Phil is mostly a field hunter. Yeah. Um, it, when you're hunting fields, you don't set up for 10, 10 ducks, you know? So it's like, you're, you're driving around and it, you can hear this year, you could drive around forever and ever. And if you see in 10 ducks, I'm not setting up. That's just not happening. Right. You know, right. Um, it, the birds were here about two weeks ago, but our season was over. We had, a pretty right. big push of mallards out in some cornfields by us up by Lake Winnebago by Appleton. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, there should, was, should have been here yesterday. Guide service. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to realize where I, where I live, I'm, I'm an hour North of Milwaukee an hour uh, East of Madison okay. and an hour North or an hour South of Appleton. So right. like, I'm sort of right in the middle of them. So yeah. if you want to look at where we're at, and oh, I already looked it up on the map. Just to go one more uh, thing on the veterans hunt before we get yeah. away from that. This, yeah. this hunt is 100% free for the veterans. This is, there's no charge. I mean, yeah. they got to pay for their hunting licenses in, and a way to get to our event. Otherwise, there are living quarters. Some people decide to get a hotel just because it's a little more comfortable. But yeah. there are living quarters at the event. So that's, I wanted to let that out there if anybody hears that. No, no, that's that's awesome. No, and and it's good. It's good to know because it it's stuff that uh, it's stuff that people need to need to hear, right? Because it, especially after, so I'm looking at Appleton, Oshkosh. I've been to Eau Claire. We're straight down from them. Okay, let's see. So, Green Lake. Uh, where uh, a little south and east. Little south and east. Like I've You'll heard see a big... of the Horicon Marsh in, like in the past, but really had no idea where the heck it was. Yeah, uh, keep but, coming southeast. Yeah, I've, I've slept, I've slept in Eau Claire, the big metropolis. You see, when Lake Winnebago on there, a big blue blob right by Oshkosh. Yeah, yeah. Go straight south of that. Oh, there Lake. it is, Horicon, right yep. there. Yep. Yeah, got it. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah, there you are, Mayville. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Um, but that's yeah. So you really are, um, you're right in the middle of everything, really, eh? Yeah. And then you got that's what I say. It's not like I like living in a small town, not a big town guy. But like, if I want to get to like a Madison Badger Badger game, or if I want to get to a Bucks or a Brewer game, I can go to Milwaukee quick enough. Um, I'm not a Packer fan, so I'll never go up there. But uh, (laughs) the but. But I mean, to get the Appleton's hour, you know. So. Yeah, I wish Mark was here now, just so just so you could have said that you're not a Packers fan. Yeah, he is. Oh yeah, yeah, because he's <laughs> one of he's one of those guys that hey, who's the most famous? That uh, I know he's not going to no. listen to this episode because he's not here. So he'll be like, who's the most popular team to cheer for? Green Bay. Okay, that's who I'm going to cheer for. <laughs> that that <laughs> I have no doubt in my mind that that's how that conversation went down. <clears throat> yep. So, and I, I go the opposite way. What's the team nobody cheers for? <laughs> Minnesota. So then the I, I'm, I'm a fan of the Vikings and that's hard living in Wisconsin. So, yeah. So I'm a yeah. Vikings fan too, buddy. So, yeah. um, man, they, they just suck too. So that's unfortunate, but they suck. I, and I'm, I'm learning football, right? Like, so obviously I grew up playing hockey and, and everything hockey, yeah. but my son plays football. And and he's he's drank the Kool Aid on football, right? So he knows 
he knows all the players. He knows all the fucking stats, and he knows all this stuff, right? So, anyways, when they lost the other weekend, and I was like, well, I, you know, not that I thought they were going to make the playoffs. I said, but they're officially out now. And he sits sits me down. And this this is my son, 14 years old. And he's like, well, Dad, you know what? Cousins didn't have a bad season. He just needs an O-line. Like, he just really needs yeah. an O-line. And, and he's explaining everything to me. He's like, don't give up on your team just yet, Dad. Like, they're not that bad. Like, they're just a couple of draft picks away, and then they'll be back being good again. And he cheers just, for Seattle. So, um, Just a couple of years of rebuilding. Yeah, just a couple. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, famous last. I, I've been a Viking fan my whole life, and that's what it's felt like my whole life. We're just like one player away. <laughs> one player away, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like okay. being a Leafs fan. Well, okay. Now we don't need to get into bringing up the Leafs because then I'll cry, and you know, <laughs> nobody needs oh. to see, nobody needs to see that. Okay, let's talk broke beat custom calls, buddy. So, so now, so you started. A, you you said earlier that you're not really a goose guy. Um, you're a duck guy, but are you making goose calls and duck calls? I only do duck calls. Okay. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I looked at it as, I mean, I think it would be cool to do goose calls if I could make my own guts. Right. And I just haven't had time to mess with making my own guts. So I don't want to yeah. buy other people's guts and put them in there. It's sort of, in That's my fair. mind, it's, it's, it's like buying an echo insert and throwing it in a duck call, you know, well, I, mean, I, I don't. I don't want to offend anybody by that because that's all fine and games, but I like doing everything myself. So No, and, and you know what? <laughs> the fact is you said it, what a ton of people listening to this show was immediately going through their head. Well, I could go buy an Echo insert and, and do it. Hey, nothing nothing yeah. against it. I'm not saying that because you guys are way more talented uh, than I'll ever be because I can't even use a call, let alone make one. So... Um, <laughs> You know, so I'm not I'm not throwing shade on anybody for whatever they do, but you know, th there is there's a group of people that, hey, listen, if I'm saying I'm making it, I'm making it. I'm not I'm not buying parts from somebody else or or whatever, right? That's just Correct. the way it is. That's just the way it is. Yeah, I, I totally got into call making as a. It, I thought I was gonna buy some cheap lathe online and just make like one or two calls for me and my buddy, a couple buddies or something, and just as to prove I could do it, you know, that's just a hundred percent what it was. And then I got addicted to, you know, when I, when I first started turning, I thought, Oh, I want these bright acrylic, you know, flame, you know, yeah. lava type colored acrylics. And I mean, I, they're cool, but then I start getting into more of the wood stuff and I, I, that's where I fall. I like natural woods and yeah. whatever, you know? And, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, so I do not like the swirl calls. I, I don't know what it is. I just, I, it's just not my thing. I like, I like solid colors. I just like yeah. one simple color. Um, I don't like that swirly stuff, but again, who am I? Like, that's just, it's but just a, personal. A lot of these people that are wanting to spend money on calls are these young kids, you know? So they, they like bright colors because they want to be cooler than their bodies. Yeah, right. So absolutely. Um, absolutely. Hey, I'm not saying there's anything wrong. I'm just saying my personal know, stuff like this. I don't know how well you can see it, but yeah, I can see. Yeah. See that? See that does that does nothing for me. No, but so a guy wants a, a call. It looks like Nebraska, you know. So I got to okay. engrave a Nebraska logo in it. You know, that's just corn. Uh, yeah, corn he's, he's trying. Yep, he's trying yep. to form a the Big Ten in calls, and he's been. I'm gradually making them for him as we go. So I'll get. Uh, I'll I'll get a. I'll I'll throw out a statement right now, and and this should get some people's uh comments going on on the the podcast the big 10 is the most overrated conference in all of college football there i said it and let's what let's... are you an alabama fan or what <laughs> no i just i just i i heard i heard no, somebody I, say I don't, I don't i don't disagree with it actually but i don't know i'm a badger fan but it, yeah. they never i mean right now fickles recruit he's gradually building a team and i think in a few years he might actually have something but he's trying to get where he is by recruiting you know and he's just not there yet so yeah well alabama i i yeah i like alabama but you know uh you definitely wouldn't be throwing around uh that you're a big alabama fan after this past weekend so yeah uh, you know philly i know 
that you are just chomping to say something and, and college football is not in your wheelhouse whatsoever. It's, it's, it's not in my forte, no. <laughs> not in your wheelhouse whatsoever. Or, 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 or any any sports for that matter. <laughs> yeah, go sports team. Go local yeah. sports team. <laughs> How about that local team? <laughs> yeah. uh, it's awesome. Whatever. It's awesome. But so... So, yeah, so you said, you know, you, you really just wanted to prove it to yourself that you could make a call. But so you obviously proved it to yourself that you could make a call. And I know, like, we've got a bunch of uh, friends in common, like Rusty Heron and Greg Taylor and, and, and that whole community on Call Nuts, which I know you're a part of. Like, for a young, and I, I don't want to say young, because or anybody that's inexperienced at call making, and just like you, 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 you know, you decided you were going to try it. How important was that call nuts and, and, and those people, those friends of yours and people that you had met and, and sort of kind of helping you find your way and, and getting your own sound and your own call. Yeah, I guess I, I have hit up a bunch of them for like, not so much questions on how to make it, you know, it's just like, yeah. Hey, how can, yeah, you got a little more of a squeal or something in your feed chuckle, you know, how, what, what does it take to get that? You don't have to give right. me dimensions, you know, um, a lot of it is you just, I think it's co the coolest thing about the call community to me is just the, the people all are in it for the same thing. It's, it's not about the money that you make by making calls. A lot of them are putting more money back into tooling or, or buying more blanks or whatever it is very little to do with the money. It's that's funny money to most people, you know, it's like, right. Um, most people, it's not their full-time job. It's, it's the call community that makes it. They all meet up in different States for different uh, events, uh, Callapalooza and different stuff like that. I mean, right. I, I have never participated with it because a lot of that stuff is a long ways from my house. So it's not like I got to yeah. take a whole weekend to get away, you know? And right with two young kids that's just not feasible right now. So yeah, buddy, I hear you. I hear you. But you know, but you talk about those things, you talk about Callapalooza and and all of that stuff. There's always been a rich history, uh especially in the states, right? That I don't think it it's so much in Canada. But in the states there's always been a rich history of call making and and you know, from from coast to coast, really. And now now you see things like what John Stevens is doing with with the Callapalooza and bringing all the people in and then the NWTF and all of this. Like, it, it just seems like now is such, it's like the heyday. It, and this is just me talking without having any experience in the call making world. But it just seems like now is like prime time to be to be making calls because you've got all these forums and people that you can, you can ping ideas off and YouTube and, and all of this stuff. And, and with the events like Callapalooza and, and NWTF, all that stuff, like it's got to be uh, a smorgasbord of, of just ideas and, and people to, to brainstorm with to get, to get your idea. Yeah, that I think it's cool when like I had a waterfall fest. We had a waterfall festival here in Oshkosh, and I, I have a booth up there every year, and it's it's sort of neat because people walk by the booth, and I mean some of them you know just because I only live an hour away, so some people from this area will be up there. Right. But then you'll also run into people like some call makers from Illinois were up there this year, and they heard of my name, and I heard cool. of their name, but we never met, you know. So it's like we ended up doing call trays when we're up there and, you know, they had some calls along with them and we just That's cool. swapped calls. Right. And that I think is the neat thing. I mean, I started, I'm starting a little collection here of different call makers that I can trade with, you know, and I, I don't know. I just, that's the cool part of it. So. Yeah. Cause you know, you, you touched on it when you said like for the most part, I wouldn't, I wouldn't throw out a percentage um, that, that anybody could take as gospel, but I would say, you know, 90% of, of the call makers, like this isn't their, this isn't what's putting food on their table, right? Like this is, this yeah. is a hobby. They're making a, a few dollars here and there, but, but it is, it, it's their passion, I guess. And it, and it's a hobby. Um, they make a few bucks, but then they, they turn around and just invest it back into more, more lades, more wood, more, you know, 
tools, whatever. Yep. Um, there's very few fellas that's making uh, a living at this, I would think. Yeah, it's very few. Yeah, you, you just start looking, you know, you think you're going to make one or two calls for you and your buddies. And now, like, I think I'm going on year four and and you're making 60 a year. You know, my first year I made 50 calls, you know, like who, who would ever think that? And I don't, I don't personally, I mean, I'll take more calls, but I really don't right. want to get like that. You know, like that that's the right number. One a week Yeah, um, it's, gets me out putzing around in the shop a little bit. And yeah. um I, I like being able to use my own mind on doing other things. Like just, I don't want to be like where I got this long book of orders. Right. You know, you just right. sort of, well, you, you um, don't want it to become a job, right? Yeah. It, and I like be- doing fundraiser type stuff. You know, I like raising money for events by donating calls to, you know, events. I mean, I, I gotta be selective on the ones that I donate to because you, you can't just go in debt doing this either, but like right. the, that's right. I'll donate work donate where I can or the things that really mean something. I know there'll be families in the area that are in need of funds for whatever reason, you know, my medical bills or yeah. events in the area that I, I really support big time. So I'll throw a call into their raffles or whatever to try raising them some money or um, like I do it for a veterans hunt. I raise two grand off a call every year to send veterans to Lake Erie walleye fishing. You know, it's like, there's, there's, different stuff like that, that I, I, I love supporting. Right. You know, and yeah. doing little heirloom projects for people. Like they want to remember dad or their brother right. or whatever, you know, and they, I like them stories, taking dad's wood and making them into something, you know, and that right. this call I got right here. I mean, I don't, there's an engraving. I don't, I gotta look at my camera here. Um, oh yeah. 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 It's a buddy of mine. He doesn't know he's getting this yet, but his, uh, a buddy of mine, his, his dad was in the Navy for the Korean war and he's still around. He's like 92, 93 years old, but he gave me a bunch of his, he used to be a woodworker and he didn't, he can't do it anymore. Right. So one day he dropped off a bunch of walnut for me to make calls out of. And now I decided I'm like, I got to make something for his boy. It was a good buddy of mine. And, and uh, so I, I made him a Turkey call with his dad's picture engraved in it, you know, and it's like just a, with the wood that he gave me. Right. You know, yeah. it's stuff like that. That's, that's what it's about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, buddy. That that you're right. That that's what it's all about, Phil. Yeah, like I couldn't agree more. Like you know, something like that. Like that's a total keepsake. Like mm-hmm. you know, whether you know he even you know scuffs a corner and takes it out and does a couple of scratches and old bag of turkey, but like you know something like that. Like you know, he, he was generous generous enough to give you you know these materials and in turn give them back. Like you know, that's that that's a true you know. How do I word this? Heirloom. That that's a true like. Well, that's like a true something of character. Yeah, I something, I, something I of that nature. Yeah, I I get what so you're saying. Chris is Chris is a good guy. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I get I get no what big you're words. saying. No big words. Yeah. <laughs> marmalade, marmalade. Chris is good people. Yeah. No, no, I get it, man. Like, and and you're right. Like, you can't go you can't go bankrupt. You, you can't put yourself in debt. Like it takes time. Um, it takes time. It takes effort. Uh, you know, you, you've got a young family. Um, you're hunting. You, you've got a full-time job that, that's 40 hours a week, perhaps more. Plus, you've got a young family. Plus, you're already volunteering at, at this and that. You know, like, you, you're right. You, you have to be, how can I put, if you wanted to, you could be, in your shop every day turning calls and and working like a dog and just handing calls out hand over fists to every every swinging dick out there um but then that takes it away then then it becomes a job then it becomes something that you need to do and then that's when the fun is taken away from it right and and that's Correct. the last thing that's the last thing you want to have happen is is the fun to be taken away from it but i i do have to tell you that i really um i really want to be involved somehow with with your hunt next year so we'll, we'll talk offline um because okay. i i really want to be involved somehow if, if it's just me sending some swag down for you guys to to do some raffles on or, or whatever um, nope. but I, I really want to be part of that. Um, because I think, I, I think it's, I think I, I, I need to, and, and, uh, I think it's, it only, it's only, it'll only make the event, uh, that much better. Not, not because yep, no, it's my stuff, but, that. 
just because somebody gets to walk away with with something else that's free really right and yeah. and let's face it that's i love getting free shit just as much as anybody so and yeah. love it phil's up there salivating thinking about free shit free nobody yeah. loves free shit like phil um he didn't he didn't get that habitat shirt sweatshirt for free though I don't no, think, no, so. no no oh, no no <laughs> no 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 <laughs> no neither neither was his hunt at habitat yeah. flats free either but um yeah. but the memories are well worth it. You well, can't put a, a price tag on memories. You get, well, that's why you said I watch, to me that, I, I watch videos of Tony and it's like, oh man, I, just once in my life. I also Ooh. got one of the last cheapest hunts ever in history at Habitat Plus. <laughs> I seen the price, I seen the price increase um yeah. this week. Um, but what were we talking about today, Phil? We were talking about something today. Like buying guns and shit. Buying guns and stuff. Oh, it was your it was your dad. <laughs> It was your dad just bought new bought a new gun, right? And and you were like, yeah, you can't so, put a price so tag on th memories. Thank, thank <laughs> fuck, like no one I'm related to listens to the show. So my mom and my sister. <laughs> so my sister's a teacher, so she's on like her two weeks vacation. My mom's obviously retired. So my mom and my sister go away on vacation for this past week to like Curacao. So if anyone knows where Curacao is, it's like somewhere's like in the middle of the ocean, to the right of Aruba north of venezuela anyways so they go down there for a little mother-daughter trip i shit you not my fucking father <laughs> leaves pearson airport and goes straight to fucking gagnons and buys a gun and buys himself a brand new 20 gauge wingmaster <laughs> like like oh, like he literally like sent me a photo i'm like has mom's plane fucking taken off yet? <laughs> like I can still see the packing grease in the photo. You know, because my dad sends me the photo. He's like, well, you know, picked up a little something new today. You know, yeah. maybe the boys might inherit it. I'm like, are you for fucking real? Like, has the plane even left fucking Pearson yet? You, you know what I take from that story? I take from that story that at some point, in my relationship with my wife, I'm gonna have a bank account that she knows nothing about, and I can <laughs> and I can spend money and buy guns, uh, and she'd be none the wiser. That's what I take from that, because I can tell you yeah. right now for a fact that my wife has some goddamn notification on her phone the minute I spend a dollar out of our bank account. Oh, mine does. Yeah. And soon as it soon as there's money spent, she's like, "What did you just buy? What like the, what did... the phone's ringing? You haven't even taken your bank card out of the terminal. Yeah, what are you buying? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, what are you buying? You better not be oh. buying another gun. Oh no, no, it's for you, for, for you sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, it's for. Hey, here's one for you. So, and this this is this is an epiph. This is insane. That this is a conversation that my wife and I had like three nights ago. We're watching we're watching some show on Netflix or or something, and, Grey's and it's Anatomy. A, no 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 it was <laughs> no it's not Grey's Anatomy it's like it's like an army show like like soldiers and stuff like this or like CIA agents or something. Anyways, there's a girl. Oh, it was it was called uh, Lioness. Yeah, yeah, really cool show. So and this girl is on there and she's she's got an AR and she's shooting and she, and this this woman is badass, right? And Trish says to me, she goes, you know what? I think I'd like to shoot guns. I was like, you don't want to hunt. She was like, no, no, I don't want to hunt. I don't want to kill anything. I just think I'd like to shoot guns. I was like, so like what? Going to a range and shooting paper? And she was like, yeah. She said, I think I'll, I'd like that. And I'm like, sweet Jesus. That's an excuse to start buying some yep. fucking cool guns. I was like, okay, I'm on this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you your, your, your license, your, your gun license, and, uh, and we're gonna go. And that's, that's because, of course, right? She's a girl, so we've got to do things as a couple. Um, we've got to do couple things, and all the couple things that she's thrown out in the past. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Um, so now, like, out of the blue, she just said, I think I'd like to shoot guns. I'd like to know how to shoot a gun. I was like, then you got to be careful. Then you got to be careful. Well, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they'll be locked up in my safe. In my, <laughs> they'll be locked in my safe where I only have the key. 
this is where we insert our. You don't even own your bank account. <laughs> well, True. no, I don't own my bank account, but I own my gun safe. This is where we insert the token Simpsons reference of the night. Yeah. When Homer buys Marge a bowling ball <laughs> for her birthday, yeah, with yeah. his name on it. <laughs> with his name. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to be purchasing um something several in, firearms, something in the range of a two two three, um, black. What would be nice is like yeah. a JR combine. I don't know what that is. JR combine they they take Glock magazines but they're pistol cal so like you can give them like, it looks oh, like man. a like looks like an AR yeah but it's but nine they're all mil. pistol rounds nine mil oh. forty cal okay yeah they're they're like slicker than whale shit and obviously zero recoil I, they're just cool I've never heard that one before slicker, slicker than whale shit, shit. <laughs> slicker than whale shit oh buddy you haven't heard that one before <laughs> fuck Phil throws that one out all the time um <laughs> but. Yeah, so so th again, remember Chris when I said we're all over the place and we're on tangents. This is this is one of them. Yeah, so we've yeah. we've totally hijacked ten minutes of your airtime on this show to talk about <laughs> to talk 10 about. Ten minutes you'll never get back. <laughs> yeah, ten minutes you'll never get back. It's just utter bullshit. That's all this being talked about on here. But anyways, I expected no other. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, good. As long as you, as long as we're not uh, ruining your expectations or anything well, like that. Chris is a seasoned listener, so he well, knows he what is. to expect. He, yeah, you have. You got to realize, I, I drive an hour to work and I drive an hour back home every single day, and okay. I listen between your podcast and a few others. Um, yeah. No, you don't. You, you, know, you being a veteran guy, a good one would be the Frego podcast. That's in Wisconsin. It's all veteran, uh, usually veteran. Uh, oh, really? I guess on there you you might like that so um what's called it called frag out podcast okay yep. frag out he's a it. he's a guy that has come to our veterans hunt multiple times there's some there's a a few pretty good i mean they're all good guys but I, there's a few yeah. that i actually know that are on that have been his guests and um it's quite interesting listening to some of them that's awesome i will listen to that i'd love it i i i yeah i i've served with uh i served with americans in in iraq and afghanistan and uh yeah, I, it to be. I'm sure it'd be some good laughs there. So uh, well, that, I, that's what I think is funny. You know, like the veterans are also appreciative to come into come into our event. You know, after they're ready to go home, they're like, "Man, I'm not ready for this to be over yet." And yeah, you, they're like, you turn into friends with them in a matter of three days that you've got to meet some of them. You know, yeah, and you you come to realize what that event meant to them, but what they don't realize is to the guides or the the people that are donating their time to this event it is meaning just as much to them you know some of them are getting the just satisfactory of knowing they're giving back yeah some of them are you're gaining friends through this thing you're you're taking off of work because it's fun it's just pure fun like so i have fun hunting with my buddies and when these veterans are coming in there, you're having just as dumb of talks as you are with them, you know, like oh, yeah. it, it, just jabbing oh. and like, it, it, and it, that's the fun part. Cause they'll just, they'll catch right on to the, like, you ripping on your buddy. They're sitting there hunting with you and your buddy and they're going, Oh, I can do this. Well, I'm going to, oh. I'm going to get right in on this. Right? Oh yeah, buddy. There's, there's no splitting of atoms going on when there's a bunch of veterans around. Like there's, no. there's like, if you're looking for, um, if you're looking for the, the theory of relativity to be explained to you, it ain't happening in the blind with a bunch of, with a bunch of veterans. <laughs> the thing, you know, and, and I'm, I know, um, I know you've had testimonials and people that have, you know, written letters and, and have given you feedback on your hunts and, and stuff like that. And, and the camp, but if I could, if I could dumb it down, you know, in the states, in the states, I find that the general public in the states are very are are much more appreciative of of their military than what they are in Canada. Same with our police officers, right? Um, we don't in Canada we don't give them the love that that they necessarily deserve. So when for Canadian veterans. Like when something like that is is held and and you're given back as a as a thank you to them, like it it is a very very big deal. And even so, in the states, right? Like, so I say the general public is a lot more appreciative of of the military in the states 
but your military is also 10 times bigger than what ours is. So every everybody that served, they don't necessarily get a chance to, I guess, to, to appreciate the love that the general public throws at them, right? So a hunt like mm -hmm. this, um, when they get to come out where everything's taken care of, sure, they've got to get themselves there and, and maybe they got to spring for a hotel room, um, which is, that's, that's fucking minor. That that's that's minor because you're gonna get to go. They out. don't even have to do that. They yeah, don't even they have don't, to do that. They don't have to do that, right? But they get no. to go out, hang out with a bunch of people that that they already know are speaking their language, knows their their thought process, and they can come and they can let their guard down for a weekend. That is something, buddy, that that they can never repay you for. And that, and that's how they think, right? Like, and that's what they're thinking when they walk away, when they say like, we're not ready for this to be over. Like the, it, it is honest to God. They're not ready for it to be over because for, for the past 72 hours, they've let their guard down and now they're hanging out with people and, and it could be complete strangers, but everybody is speaking the same language, same language. Everybody is acting the same doing stupid shit, playing grabby ass, the whole bit. Um, that's stuff that, that's priceless to those guys and girls, right? And and what you're doing, right. and and I know you said, like, the other volunteers, like, it means something to them. Um, and I and I know it do. I know the volunteers are, are happy to do it, and, and they love to do it. But I don't think, no matter what is said when these, these veteran camps are over with, I don't think it'll ever be put into words just how appreciative those veterans are for somebody to take their time for a weekend and hang out with them and, and ensure that they have a good time. Yeah, you know what? Maybe they don't get birds, but you'll have mm -hmm. laughs and you'll eat good. You know what I mean? And that stuff is I mean, priceless to them. That's what I try to do every Saturday night. You know, like we, we have food and beer and all that stuff, you know, but when the sometime through the you know seven eight o'clock couple hours after we got back and eight i just try to step back and look at the whole crowd generated and you know we have a bonfire going and and looking at the smiles and just the the rumble of laughter and talking you know and like yeah. a lot of these people have never met each other before this weekend right you know and yep. like the event starts out on a friday night and they'll they all come and eventually show up between one and five o'clock in the evening we have a, a lots of matzo pizza. I don't know if that's a thing up in Canada or not, but they um, they bring their truck right on our grounds they, and they cook right on our grounds for us. Um, we just oh, have to cool. have people that hand out hand out the pizza, you know, to the people yeah. they walk around and, and have a bonfire and it's just a meet and greet. And then we assign who they're going to get the hunt with the next morning. Yeah. So we'll we'll do morning hunt. We'll do a morning and an afternoon hunt on Saturday, and yeah. these these veterans uh, get different types of hunting on every hunt. So they can hunt three different hunts. Yeah. We have a, a game farm that releases pheasants for them and we'll take them on a pheasant hunt. We got oh, a water cool. hunt, a water hunt out on the marsh. Yeah. And then we got field hunting, you know, with the group that I set up or whatever. That's awesome. And uh, so they get to experience all, th all three types of hunting. Um, so we'll have uh, just, different things they get to experience, you know, and different people they get to meet because they don't get to hunt with the same people every time and yeah. uh, guides or just veterans that they're getting to go with. Right. Yeah. You know, and, um, so th that's the cool thing. And then on, on Saturday night or Saturday morning, they hunt, they have, well, they have breakfast, then they hunt, then um, they come back. We have a big raffle, just door prizes that were generated from, you know, yep donations like what you're talking about and you know yeah. other companies and whatever in the area and then it goes to uh going out in the afternoon hunting again coming back um we have uh texas roadhouses in yeah. our area i don't know if you yeah, have them up there. yeah we do yeah um, they they donate the food for us on on saturday night they wow. come with their cooking they cook steaks and chicken right on the their cookers right in our, our grill right in our grounds and it, it's just phenomenal you know and it's like who would ever have thought that it started with four people you know two guys had an idea two buddies that were never in the military had an idea just to give back and bring four veterans and wow. it turns into 85 and we just 
can't take anymore. You know, there's just not enough brown to make it an enjoyable hunt, you know, and um, that that's the cool thing. It, and it's, and we don't, we don't say advertise for donations. I mean, we'll, we'll hit up some of the local businesses and stuff like that, but we're not right. like doing fundraisers. It's all just from people knowing people like, Oh, you should give to this and whatever, you know, yeah. people hear about it. Well, he took my nephew hunting. I got a few extra bucks. I want to yeah. throw some money in on this. Right. That's awesome. That's the, it, it, a lot of it isn't local business. It's it just, Joe had a little but uh, extra hundred dollars to give, you know, whatever. Right. So it's, that's the, no, that's the cool thing. It's a grass, it, it, you know, to steal that terms, that, that grassroots thing, right. It, 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 it started as a grassroots thing and and it still is right. Like, yeah, I'm sure you could, you could uh, jump on Facebook and on social media and, and, you know, promote the hell out of this and, and try and get as much um, corporate sponsors as, as you want. But you know what, keep it. I, I think you guys are doing it the right way. We keep it. Well, the and, way... we, and we don't, when we don't advertise for businesses, right. We, it's yeah. about the veterans. So we don't, that's right. We don't have like all these flyers and big banners of who gave to us and whatever. And we, we're right. appreciative to the people that do donate to us. Don't, I don't want to make that sound bad, but it's, it's not about yeah. them. It's about the veterans. right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the, and the people that do donate to us realize this, right. You know, they, they realize yeah. that that's why we're doing this. And yeah, no, it, I mean, awesome, it's the, small town America is still alive. It's in Horicon, Wisconsin, and all these small little old ladies bake cookies and they want to give back to the veterans, right? You know, and that, that truly does happen. There's pies and cakes and and whatever, and they they drop them off. And it's like, so small town America is still alive and you got uh, to cherish those moments. So that's good to hear, man. It, it is good to hear that stuff like that is still happening where um, just out of the goodness of somebody's hurt, they're donating or, or wanting to help and and there doesn't and there doesn't have to be a ton of strings uh attached to it right um boys we're almost at that that 60 minute mark so um chris i think this uh really calls for you having to come back on the show again dude because i you know uh we really didn't even get into your own call making um we spent a lot of time talking about bullshit and then um you know the the veteran hunt, which which is awesome, and I I can't thank that's, that's you. That's what this is about, man. I, don't, I have no problem with that. Um, I can't thank you enough, and and I'm just a, a Canadian. Um, but what you're doing, I I promise you. Um, yeah. Cheers, brother. Greg Taylor, right there. Greg yeah. Taylor. That's awesome. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, I think I think what you guys are doing is awesome, and uh, and a. Uh, like I said, I want to be a part of, I want to do something for it next year. Um, uh, so we'll, we'll be talking, um, offline and we'll figure something out, but, um, yeah, 60 minutes is up. We'll do a quick round the table and we'll end it. Um, just in case Corey Baker is getting mad at us for being over 60 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Billy to you, buddy. Um, Chris, great having you on, bud. Um, it seems like like your, your guys' business model, like for how you, how you run things again, like your the sponsorships and donations and stuff is just like it's something else like you guys definitely have your head in the right spot and you know you know the purpose and the premise behind what you're doing and and that's the big the big focus and not all the uh the hoopla and the jazz around it and promotion this and that so good on you guys and be great to have you guys back or have you back mm-hmm. maybe post post event uh this fall when you guys yeah, that'd uh, be cool do your hunt and or uh, even maybe... during it that would oh. be cool that would be cool if, if you were able yeah. to curve um, but a sober then, hour. Well, a sober hour, but if you were <laughs> able to curve an hour out of the evening and if there was a couple dudes uh, and girls that wanted to come on and just shoot the shit, that would be cool. And just yeah. And, yeah, and we, hear it we from them. We could try doing that. We could try to get the computer up there in one of the boathouses and get yeah. some people. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've done that actually before. So if you, if you listen to the Frago podcast, yeah. there's one of them that is the Hork on Marsh Veterans Hunt and he came, he, has done it live at our event so oh, that's um, cool that's you good. should listen to that one for sure yeah so. i will awesome, awesome. To, to you craig or craig chris sorry last are, words last words to you oh, I, I just appreciate you having me on to the bullshit with you and to just you guys seem like good people i mean i'm just following you guys on facebook and listening to podcasts i truly enjoy listening to it and appreciate your your time no buddy thank you so much for 
thank you so much for having the patience with me because like I said, this should have happened a long time ago and it hasn't. And I finally able to, and even though I think it was a month ago when we picked this date. So yeah. we, we finally just said, you know what? Fuck it. We'll do it in January. Um, what date works for you in January? This day works for me in January. All yeah. right, let's, let's put it in solid. No more screwing around. So uh, thanks for your patience, buddy. Thank you for everything that you do for the veterans, because I, 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 I will speak on their behalf and, and tell you, you have no idea how much it, how much they appreciate it. Um, so please keep it up. I do want to be uh, somewhat, I want to be involved in it somehow, even if it's just me sending some hats. Uh, I don't care. I do want to be involved um, next year. Um, and by no means am I looking for shout outs. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Union 0430. We are not experts and nor will we ever pretend to be experts at anything other than Philly being able to pull out a Simpsons quote here and there. Um, we're pretty good at throwing out the Simpsons quotes. Good um, for something. <laughs> we're good for something. Remember, buy that firearm because you can't put a price on memories. No. Big love, everybody. Until next time. Thanks again, Chris.